0: Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, V.M. Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, and we focus on Magic Arena. This week, I've got two guests, two first-time guests to the podcast. Welcome, Dev Doodle. Hello. And welcome, Pixie Kitten.
1: Hi, thank you for asking me on here.
0: Thank you both for being on the show. Uh, Pixie, is there anything you'd like to promote, like uh, uh, YouTube or, uh, you know, any sort of promotion you'd like to do?
1: Sure. Um, I have my YouTube channel. It's called Pixie Kitten Plays. And I make funny videos about Magic the Gathering, or at least I think they're funny, (laughs) Um, and I hope other people do, too. Um, I'm also on Twitter at PKP underscore magic and I'm also on Instagram
2: pixie Plays.
0: Great, thank you so much. And yourself, Dev?
2: I'm a Twitch streamer and I Twitch under the name Dev Doodle and you can find me at Dev Doodle. And I also have a Twitter account it's at Doodles Devs.
0: Thank you so much. I'm VM VMCampus on Twitter, VMCampus on Patreon, VM VMCampus everywhere. Except YouTube, I had to go with VMCampus Jr. because someone from Brazil took VM VMCampus first, and I wasn't able mm-hmm. to claim it. You know how it goes.
2: <laughs> yep. I can't have an Instagram as devdoodle because there's already some amazing travel blogger with the same oh. name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the curse of social media. You've got to get there first. Yes Well, um, this is your first time on the podcast. and usually what I like to do is a get to know the person sort of sort of chat. Uh, so uh, Dev, how long have you played magic in in any form?
2: This will be my 21st year playing magic. My wow. first game was in oh. 1998 when I was in second grade.
0: <laughs> oh that's Wow. Cool. <laughs> really <laughs> Been a, cool. a very long
2: journey. <laughs> Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. What about yourself, Pixie?
1: Um, I started playing Magic the Gathering about a year ago. So I'm very, very, very new.
0: That's awesome. That's a really cool spectrum right there. (laughs) Um, I played um, also 20 years ago, but not continually. I played between, like, 95 and 99 uh, that's my, when I was playing in high school, uh, one of my friends introduced me in one of, one of our classes and I started to play between that time. And then I stopped for a long time until about 2017, right after Hour of Devastation. And I've been hooked on it ever since. So it's really cool that magic, um, You know, you can play it for a long time, you can stop and then start again, and there's an influx of new people coming in. It's just like a really great game appealing to a lot of people, I think.
2: And -hmm. with every new set of cards, like, everyone is back at the beginning again, so there's never any reason to feel like you're starting anew, especially if you're coming back.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Like, everyone is starting anew, especially with, you know, War of the Spark. We're all going to be noobs again. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, I um I feel like I always
1: like to do a draft because I kind of feel like everybody's on the same playing field when mm-hmm. you're drafting, like it doesn't matter how long you've been playing, it's kind of just luck of the draw. So, Very yeah, necessary. but it's this yeah, same thing with a new set though. It's kind of like everyone's starting over.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. There's so many new cards to learn and drafting, I think, really is a great way to sort of have everyone on a level playing field. Here's a bunch of cards. Let's see what you can make out of it. And I think that's a really fun way to start. Mm -hmm. Now, specifically about Magic Arena, it's the latest and greatest way to play. So um, how long have you been uh, playing Magic Arena, Pixie?
1: Um, I started playing Magic Arena in, I think, probably August of last year. So it had been out for a little while, but um, I hadn't even been playing magic for very long before that, and it's been a really great tool in learning how to play magic mm-hmm. and understanding the rules. It's It's just like you can't you can't play wrong. it doesn't let you play wrong. So mm-hmm. it's really helpful for new players
2: and from my personal experience as a new player,
0: mm-hmm. what about you, Dev?
2: Um, I started in the closed beta, um, so just right after it came out. Um, so I've been I've been playing this whole time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I super agree. You cannot play incorrectly; it does not let you, and that's <laughs> something that I really appreciate. No need to call a judge on yourself.
0: <laughs> well, I started in around April. 2018 i as soon as they announced the closed beta in january 2018 in in the dead of winter i i signed up for it uh, right like right on my birthday january 4th and then i didn't get the email like you're in until april so yeah it's that's that's so oh. that's a year now that i've been on arena as well
2: yeah i i've been on it for at least a year um just wow 2017 that oh that really makes me feel like i've been playing too much Arena, maybe.
0: <laughs> so that must mean that you've made it to double Mythic, right?
2: Ha 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 ha, you're funny.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> My highest triumph has been uh, Platinum, uh, but I think that also means i maybe played too much as well.
2: I've made it into Diamond, and Ooh. I'm pushing for Mythic right now. Nice. I've like never the- left Bronze, so... <laughs>
1: But well, I don't. It's A good place to be. Yeah, I don't. I do not try to climb the ladder when I play. So.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. That you must be playing fun decks because to to get the <laughs> on the ladder, you you've got to be in oftentimes in the meta. And like, I, I don't quite want to be in the meta. I do play like weird w- decks, like mono red goblins or like uh, vampires, <laughs> that sort of thing. And those are not meta yep. decks, but they're fun.
1: Yep, those
2: like I literally have those two decks, and Me that's <laughs> what I play a lot of. So yeah. yep. <laughs> I also play outside of the meta, so I get it.
0: If I want to climb the ladder, I play the mono blue uh, Autumn Burchette deck, mm-hmm. the one that they oh. uh, that they did so well on on the, on the last uh, tournament. Not the Invitational mm-hmm. one, but the one before that. So if I want to climb, I do that one, and I, I find that enjoyable, and uh, it's fun.
2: I love that deck. I use it sometimes, too. Um, but I'm missing a lot of the cards to make it the pure Autumn Burchette deck. Which is sad but true.
1: Yeah, I, I personally would n- probably never play a mono blue deck. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm, s- I'm still very new, and I've just, I just can't, I've just, I just can't get into that. Mm-hmm. I can't get that far down the rabbit hole yet. I can't do the mono blue. I'm sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. That's Don't okay. Be sorry. There's plenty of ways to play Magic, and they're all great. <laughs> Now, um, skill level-wise, Dev, would you consider yourself beginner, intermediate, advanced in any form of Magic?
2: Um, I consider myself to be an intermediate player. I think that there's always more to learn and always more to do. I've been playing a very long time, and I play in just about every format. But I still just... I'm not an advanced player. I'm not a pro player. I'm, I'm good, but not amazing mm-hmm. if that mm-hmm. makes sense
0: sure and yourself pixie
1: oh i'm definitely a beginner on all levels i yeah i there there was a long time where i didn't understand how planeswalkers worked mm-hmm. so
2: same it's <laughs> um, okay
1: <laughs> yeah and i'm just yeah there was something else there was oh I can't remember. I'll try to think of it. But there was something else I didn't realize for a really long time. And I was just like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I've been playing this game for months now. And I just realized how to do something.
0: Correctly. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I'm definitely a beginner.
0: So I played uh, in the '90s, and back then it was just against my brother and a couple of friends, and like we didn't fully know the rules, so we kind of played somewhat mm-hmm. as we thought it was. Because uh, back then they used to come with a little instruction booklet that was like a hundred pages long, and like yeah, I'll read it, I'll read it one day. So we never really did, uh, and then I gave it up for a long time back until I started again in 2017. So I had to kind of learn a few new things, and things had gone extinct.
2: No, you don't bury your cards anymore. <laughs> yeah, they, the
0: the keyword bury is not there anymore. And cumulative upkeep, uh, that one's gone, rest in peace. And banding, so there's these mechanics that have gone extinct. And so I had to kind of relearn th- things. And when I got into a playgroup in, in real life in 2017, I was like, the first time... Uh, that Christy uh, took out her uh, her Nyssa Planeswalker. I'm like, what is that card? I don't even understand it. So mm-hmm. I, too, also was befuddled by the Planeswalkers. Uh, and now I would kind of consider myself, yeah, intermediate, now that I've kind of really uh, dove in into it more than before. So we all climb, I think.
1: Oh, I thought of the thing mm-hmm. that I didn't understand for a long time. Um, it's, okay, so it's like the symbol that gives you uh, colorless mana. Mm-hmm so Mm -hmm. when you when you tap something to get a colorless mana i thought you got a mana of any color Mm -hmm. but like it has to specifically say tap to get a mana of any color i thought the colorless mana symbol was a mana of any color symbol Mm -hmm. so close and yet so far yeah 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 like so far (laughs) when you're trying to like you know tap for mana and you're like oh wait this is a really good card i'm just gonna tap this and get whatever color i want no Not not working out like that. So I cheated Cheated for a
0: long
1: time. I didn't know I was cheating.
0: (laughs) I think that's a very common thing because I'm part of a card game club at the local college. And a lot of new players come in. And that's like one of the common things about, oh, this symbol, this means any color, right? And it's like, I know Mm -hmm. it's kind of the opposite. It means no color, but it is a mana, but it's no (laughs) color, but it is a mana.
2: Yeah. Um, Whenever I first started playing, um, you know, as as a child, I definitely Mm -hmm. thought that the number before the mana symbol was how many mana Mm -hmm. of that specific color you needed, and I probably played like that for a year (laughs) before a kind (laughs) friend said, "Hey, you're crazy," (laughs) and showed me the right way. (laughs) Oh,
0: I think that's pretty common too. I have. kind of done like a family game uh a few times i think with my family last thanksgiving i brought some like basic decks to play and my parents were also like oh okay two and red means i need two reds right i'm like "Uh, no it's two (laughs) plus red and like yeah two two reds right and like no two plus one more red (laughs) so they got it eventually uh i think (laughs) so at the moment um if it is possible to decide playing um in arena is there a particular card that stands out like uh in any of the any of your decks any of the sets uh dev would you say you can narrow it down to one single card that is currently out in arena
2: no but you know i'm gonna try (laughs) um i love like half of the cards i was thinking about this a lot earlier yesterday and I think that the card that I find the most universal value from right now is the Immortal Sun. Mm. Mm. So I'm going to say that that is my favorite card at the moment, but that's going to change in the next 11 moments.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> now for perhaps a listener that might not know that card just yet, uh, what's, uh, what does it do?
2: Well, it, it costs six. It's an artifact and it shuts down Planeswalkers, and it allows you to draw one extra card per turn, and it's just a crazy good card. I mean, it basically just says, no, you are not allowed to do anything with your Planeswalkers. <laughs> also, I'm going to keep drawing.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a really good card, but when I was first using it, I accidentally would shut down my own Planeswalkers, so that's a life lesson there.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: Oops.
0: What about yourself, Pixie?
1: Uh, Yeah, this is a tough question. Uh, My favorite card right now and maybe ever is probably Legion Lieutenant. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
1: (laughs) Because I love to play vampires. And whenever I see that card, I'm just so happy. (laughs) So it's it's probably my favorite card. It's just this little two-mana guy, and he's just going to buff up all my other vampires. And I just love him.
0: Yeah, you're happy to see it and so is your vampire squad because that's such a cheap, <laughs> affordable card to cast and then all vampires mm-hmm. get plus one. And then if you've got more than one of that card, they all give it to each other. So suddenly the lieutenant is a 3-3 three, three, and it, you can get really, yes. really big vampire squad really fast.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yep. Him plus Sanctum Seekers, gross. Yes,
1: <laughs> Yes. I love just buffing up all my vampires and I yeah, I like, I like giving them all. Little buffs, so Legion Lieutenant's my pick for sure.
0: Now we did not rehearse this, but my favorite card is Etrata the Silencer, and she is a Vampire Assassin. Now she's in (laughs) black and blue instead of black and white, so she might not quite fit Mm -hmm. in your deck, but that Mm
2: -hmm. might be another
0: Vampire that would benefit from the from the Lieutenant's uh, steady hand. So Etrata is a Legendary Vampire Assassin. She costs four in total two, and then a blue and a black, and she's a three, five. So she can absorb a lot of damage. The cool thing is that she's unblockable, so she's definitely going to go in and 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 do the three damage. But then the thing about her, she's got an alternate win condition because if she gets through and damages the opponent, then you can exile one of your opponent's creatures. And then when that opponent has three creatures that got exiled, they lose the game, no matter the life.
1: Yes, etrada is cool, but... I mean that thing I said before about not playing blue
3: <laughs> yes. kind
1: of a, that's kind of a turnoff for me, so I just haven't ventured into that world very far yet. I did I did know she was a vampire, but I just the appeal isn't there yet. I mean, maybe one day I'll mature into being a blue player. It's possible.
0: Well, you'll get there slowly with by adding a dash of blue to your black.
1: <laughs> there yeah, there you go.
0: Back in the 90s, I think I used to play black-blue as well. We didn't call it Demir back then because it didn't exist. Uh, and now <laughs> I still seem to play it nowadays. What about, like, any guilds? Do you two identify with any particular color or color pair? I think I, I go with Demir and Orzhov, which is black and white. Uh, but what about yourself, Pixie? Any color, mono, or multicolors?
1: Oh, I definitely love Orzhov. My favorite colors to play are black and white. And... Um I also really like Rakdos, mm-hmm. and I sort of kind of like Boros, and mm-hmm. I like Mardu, so the, the colors here are uh, red, white, and black,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um, pretty much any combination of those three or any mono of those three are my favorites, but Orzhov is my, my top favorite.
0: That's pretty cool. Now, here's something that's showing that you're more advanced than me because I have not memorized the three color pairs, the three colors just yet. I've barely gotten to be able to memorize a two color (laughs) pair. So when you said, when you said um, Mardu, I'm like, wow, what colors are those? That's advanced. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty advanced. Um, (laughs) No, it's not. That's the only three color combo that I know. (laughs) It's just, it's white, black, and red. I don't know. I don't know any of the
2: other
0: three. Oh, okay, okay. Great. What about yourself, Dev?
2: Um, well, in Mono I tend to play black. Black's probably my favorite color. Um, but I also play I pull, play Golgari a lot and I play Selesnia a lot. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the only three color that I I tend to play more than anything else is oddly Bant. But, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do?
0: Bant. That one is like purple and what is that
2: one? <laughs> band is blue, white and green.
0: Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, so it's just really cool how like uh in in the very beginning of Magic it was like okay, there's Uh, there's the original five colors and there were the allied colors and the enemy colors. And back in the day, it was like, yeah, really, they were enemy colors because there was like, there was like a red spell that would destroy all planes, the end. Mm -hmm. They kind of then started to make them like a little bit more friendly towards each other. Now there's Boros. okay, red and white. But back in the day, Mm -hmm. in the 90s, it was like, if you're red, uh, then you hated all the white cards. And if you were white, you hated all the red cards. So it's really kind of cool and creative how they've mixed them all together throughout the years, given them names and identities and people really identify with them. Yeah. Is there any sort of deck uh, that either of you are playing that stands out on Arena at the moment? Anything fun or powerful or jank or anything fun?
2: Um, I mostly play janky homebrews for the vast majority of my games. Um, Mm -hmm. Right now I'm playing uh, what I call trash goblins, which is Um, goblins, cavalcade of calamity, frenzy, Ooh. and Tetsuko. So I splash oh. blue for unblockable one-one goblins with mm. calamity. <laughs> oh. Nice. Ooh, that's a good idea. It's really, really fun.
0: That blue splash is interesting. And um, how how do you like it? Like when when your combos and such work, does it feel?
2: Oh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. (laughs) Um, I can do, uh, you know, 13 damage in one swing a lot of turns because I have four goblin gatherings. So I I gather my goblins and I get Tetsuko on the board and one or two calamities and swing. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. But I I also play a lot of um, vampires. So I have an Orzhov vampires deck that I call Pet Cemetery because it also has (laughs) cats. So Mm -hmm. I have like my war leaders and stuff in it too. It's really funny.
0: (laughs) What about yourself, Pixie?
2: um
1: well i vampires are my favorite as well so um i pl- i i have a vampire's deck that i play the most of and i have a goblin's deck but it's just mono red but i really like Caval- cavalcade of calamity I'm, i struggle saying
2: that <laughs> i'm not sure that's how to say it that's how i say
1: it <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying but it's difficult but yeah i really like that card that's really fun in my goblin's deck and I like to make janky homebrews too. Most of them do really, really poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just like never play them again. But I have this <laughs> i have this really fun deck that I really want it to work right now. It's a Demon Lord Belzenlock deck. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, for some reason I got like four of those. And so I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna build a deck. I'm gonna make this work. And so I've just put, like, a ton of really big creatures in it
3: mm-hmm.
1: so that when he comes out onto the field, I can draw cards and just fill up my hand with big creatures.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I- I've just struggled because against aggro, I die really quickly because I'm just sort of waiting to get big stuff out. Mm-hmm. But um, I've, I- I've, I'm have i tweaking it as I go, and I really want it to work because I j- he's... Just, I really enjoy playing that mm-hmm. card. I think he's a lot of fun.
0: Now, I just noticed you had a little trouble saying cavalcade, but you said <laughs> bells and lock like a pro.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, I'm more familiar with that word. Apparently, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I kind of have uh, a goblin deck as well, mono goblins, and I don't have cavalcade in it. I have um, light up the stage, um, mm, where you can, that. you know, draw a lot of cards when you do a little damage. And uh, I also have a demon deck. Uh, we should share the deck list on that because I'm, I'm trying to do... Yeah. It hasn't worked yet, but I'm trying to do the Liliana's Contract Alternate Wind Condition, which is mm-hmm. an enchantment for five mana, I believe. And it lets you. it automatically draws you four cards and it does four damage to you. But during your upkeep, if you have four differently named demons, you win the game. So I made a oh. black-red demon deck. Bells and Lock is in there. Uh, demon of nice. catastrophes—that uh, scary demon that jumps out at you with a bunch of hands. What's that one? Doom uh, Whisperer.
1: Yes. Whisper. Yeah.
0: So I've got the demons in there, but I've never had a chance to actually win with it because, you know, the the <laughs> the arena algorithm. Sometimes I swear that it pairs you up yeah. in such awkward ways because, okay, I'm going to cast my enchantment, and oh, my opponent has enchantment removal. Turn one. So I haven't had a chance to win with it, but one day I will.
1: If only it we sounds like fun. Shadowborn Apostles. <laughs>
0: it's really fun when there's like three, six, six demons coming at my opponent. And then I'm like, yep, this deck is really evil.
2: I would like to play a commander deck like that. I think I could probably do that.
0: With a lot of demons.
2: A lot of demons, a lot of Shadowborn Apostles to draw the demons. I think it would work. Nice.
0: I think so. Then you've got to get one of those uh, jet black uh, dragon shield sleeves. Maybe the maybe the petrol one, the one that's like really black <laughs> and shiny.
2: I would like those. I I usually use um, mine are magenta dragon shields. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. I've got a really cool purple one that I use for my like vintage uh, vintage uh, commander deck where I'm trying to play with old cards from back in my youth. Uh, some <laughs> of them were kind of good. Uh, and some of them were really good, but the ones that are not so good are not so good for nowadays. So okay, I drew my rec- nec- I drew my Necropotence, but then I also drew like a Thrall, so it washes out. <laughs> is there any cool, weird, fun moment that has happened in Arena recently, Dev?
2: Um, probably the the funniest thing that I can think that happened fairly recently is um, I have a, a deck that's called <laughs> Bust Up Tatiana. And <laughs> I use Tristani and I use the archers, the poison tip archers, and I use Teza to um, you know, get a get a whole bunch of tokens and then kill everything and then just use the double off of Teza on mm-hmm. the poison tip archer to ping my opponent to death. Mm-hmm. And in a recent game, my opponent thought it would be a good idea to use a cleansing nova on all the creatures. <laughs> and they Aww. inevitably murdered themselves very slowly <laughs> with my archers and I felt kind of bad but I also laughed to myself <laughs> nice
0: that's living the dream with that particular deck when the opponents it really was. <laughs> when their downfall is them is uh, brought upon themselves yes and yourself pixie
1: I was trying to think of a time um and I remember back when the omniscience draft was going on
3: mm-hmm I
1: think that's the one where you just you don't pay you don't pay like the mana cost of any creature. So mm-hmm. I think you try to like draft a bunch of big creatures. And um, I played that one, and I that was that was actually where I started getting some of the Demon Lord Bells and Lock cards. Mm-hmm. And so I had cast him at one point towards the end of my game. And I just kept drawing more, more large creatures. And like every card, every creature card you draw, it does a damage to you. And I ended (laughs) up just killing myself after casting him and losing that game.
0: (laughs) Well, live by the demon, die by the demon.
1: Yep. There you go. It's just a chance you take when you play him.
0: (laughs) Yes. I had a a funny moment where it was like, uh, yeah, I, I, I was a, the architect of my own downfall because as a wise professor at a certain college has said reading the card (laughs) explains the card so i did the uh thought erasure which is you know look at your opponent's hand and then have them discard one and i saw a big old six six scary looking green creature so i said okay get rid of that well that was that null hide ferox which is that when it gets discarded from the hand oh it comes back to the to the playing field. So on turn oh, two, no. they got a six-six because I summoned their six-six.
1: <laughs> Ooh, sad day.
0: <laughs> yes. The uh, auto concede, I couldn't do it fast enough.
2: <laughs> you oops, oops and concede. Yeah. Yes. Definitely done my fair share of shame conceding whenever I <laughs> mess up something really, really bad. You just have to say, okay, never mind. Please don't remember my screen name. <laughs>
0: That's really funny. Shame conceit. I think I'm going to use that as a hashtag. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so if we've got these different levels of experience, um, if you were uh, first starting off, if you can remember first starting off, what sort of advice or what would you have liked to have known early on when you first played uh, Pixie?
1: I think, so this really wasn't that long ago so it's not that hard to remember and i'm <laughs> really just calling myself out how terrible i was but <laughs> i didn't know you could play cards like after your combat phase
3: mm-hmm.
1: so i mean it was just one of those things where i just didn't read the rules obviously mm-hmm. or didn't understand it and i mean i i just think like i don't know if wizards could somehow come up with a better way of teaching new players i mean i guess arena is probably the answer for that Mm -hmm. but um other than that like maybe i just if they just had some sort of better rule book i think like the little paper they give you that comes with the cards it's it's Mm -hmm. just not very clear and you're, you're just not really gonna understand everything at that point so maybe just a more concise way for
2: understanding the game play at all Mm -hmm. i think that's a very good point and i do i remember playing the tutorial and thinking this actually is only to teach you how to play on arena it doesn't actually give you any tips on how to play magic And a lot of things like your combat tricks and when you should bring out your creatures and Mm -hmm. using full control mode whenever your mana is weird. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All of those things I didn't learn until later either. Yeah.
0: Yeah, magic can be such a complicated game. And I've been listening to a lot of Mark Rosewater's podcast. You know, Mark Rosewater, one of the big names in magic. He Mm -hmm. does a podcast every week. And I've been kind of going back. He's done over 500 episodes and I've gone back, Ooh. and he's like, just revealed so much amazing stuff from behind the scenes, how magic came about. And he's like, Yeah, it is a complicated game. We're always trying to figure out ways uh, to teach people. And uh, so, when I, like I said earlier, when I was kind of trying to teach my parents a little bit, it's like, Yeah, these things, like, how much do you want to tell someone? Because you might say, Okay, <laughs> uh, you can attack. Uh, and okay, I can block that. Right. And I say, yes. Now, if you've got an instant, you can do something else. And like, what's an instant? And like, there's just so many ways, uh, Mm -hmm. so many things to do that. It's just complicated. So when, I, uh, I, when I'm at this card club and new people come in, like, I kind of l- will be like, uh, let me do the teaching because I kind of go in the way about like, let's not overwhelm the new player. Let's let them learn <laughs> and let's let them have fun and all of that, but not tell them everything. And other people want to say like, okay, yeah, you can attack here, but don't forget to do your instance and don't forget this and this and the. So it's like yeah. way too much at a, as a beginner.
1: Mm-hmm. It can be overwhelming.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's definitely perhaps moving things on to or moving people into arena. Like here's a way to kind of learn as you go and then apply those rules in real life. But they should try to figure out some kind of little rule book or something to put in the cards. Uh, I think that'd be helpful. Yeah. Okay. So I think we we solved the problem. Everyone's going to, you know, uh, Wizards (laughs) is going to listen to us. They're going to put a rule book in the next... (laughs) Uh, pack, and then they're going to owe, owe us royalties for the idea. Yes. <laughs> Segwaying into a possible, like, what's one way to, that we can improve magic? Would it be something in the game, in the community, in the company, in the, you know, any ideas on how we can improve magic, Dev?
2: Um, I think that just being more inclusive in general, um, my magic community has been amazing for me, but... I've also had some really kind of yikes experience mm-hmm. as a, a magic person, and especially as a woman. And I definitely see a lot of gatekeeping and I don't mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I always just try to be more inclusive. And I think that that's, that's where we're heading as a planet. And I, I mm-hmm. just hope that we keep continuing on in that direction. That's the thing that I would most improve. is just community engagement, community interaction. Um, nobody gets better at magic in a bubble, you don't get better if you don't have better people than you to play. And Mm -hmm. it can be very intimidating when you first start to actually seek out um, mentors like that. And Mm -hmm. I I see that that's happening, and I'm just glad about it.
0: (laughs) I completely agree on that. I think giving everyone a chance to play and giving a great environment, a welcoming environment, a diverse environment, I think the company has... Done great strides to make it more inclusive, uh, adding a variety of people, uh, characters to the to the game to show people like, hey, uh, you know, join up, We're, you're you're included here. But I think it's still up to us to some degree to, as the fans themselves, to make a good community. And I think, I think people are. Stepping up there and I hope they continue to do so and uh, I, I hope it just uh, keeps getting better for more people to play because more players more good because I get to play with more people
3: mm-hmm.
0: What about yourself pixie?
1: I'm I'm just gonna 100% agree with what Dev said it's like the only thing I could think of to improve would be just I mean inclusion in the community and i I agree with you like I think Wizards has done a really good job doing what they can as a company to be more inclusive and it's really just up to the rest of us as a community and individuals. And Mm -hmm. I mean, for the most part, it's, you know, everyone does a good job and um, there's, you know, there's always going to be people that don't, don't like change, don't want change,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. are never going to be on, the side of good. But um, I, I agree with what both of you said. Like, we're definitely going in that direction. We just need to continue on in that direction of more inclusion.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, there's always toxic elements in every fandom. But, you know, it's not good enough just to accept it because we have the power to change it, I, I feel. And if mm-hmm. we we do, uh, you know, show a united Uh, front a united community saying like you know that that's not cool don't say Mm -hmm. that that's not nice you know you're making people uncomfortable whatever and like let's this is a game we should be having fun and, and enjoy it so I think we we can move forward and I think we are and sometimes the progress might seem slow but I think I think we're moving forward I'm pretty optimistic about that And I I think we'll get there.
2: It's definitely a better community now than it was even 10 years ago. It is vastly improved. So Mm -hmm. if if we continue along our trajectory, it'll just be, you know, the best thing ever in, I don't know, just a few more years.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, on the flip side of that, if it's possible to narrow it down, what's one thing that you can say that you love about magic?
2: Um, One thing I love about magic, um, other than the people, which is the vast majority of what I love about magic, are my magic friends. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Um, I love that you can be at any level and still play competitively. You need to be able to read, and you need to be able to do simple arithmetic. (laughs) And you need to have a deck, and that's it. And Mm -hmm. if you can do any of those things, then you can play competitively, and no one can shut you down.
0: Mm -hmm. I think your dog totally agrees on your she point. She
2: agrees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about yourself, Pixie?
1: What I love about Magic is... What's the right word? Maybe like the versatility of playing it. Um, and so I actually come from a more video game background. I used to play World of Warcraft mm-hmm. pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. And it's it was really time-consuming um to 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 play on a high level in that game and it was like you know my life changed I got married you know it's like you just don't you just you're not going to have the same time Mm -hmm. to devote to that sort of thing so you know that's how I kind of got into magic it and it's it's a lot more versatile I can I can play it at any time like I don't have to be on a set schedule When i have to sit down and play it i can Mm -hmm. take it with me anywhere i go on vacation whatever i really like um i like the versatility of it just being able to do it on my own schedule
0: Mm -hmm. really nice i think i like uh a little bit of both of what you're saying about both of what you are saying in terms of well there's the people like i'm starting to stream and you know in the beginning there's not a lot of people because you have to make a name for yourself a little bit but recently i've got people like tuning in from new zealand and the east coast and Mm -hmm. uh, i think someone in belgium and it's like wow you're up like (laughs) at six in the morning and i'm doing my stream at this that's uh, that's so cool that's devotion so the people and through my (laughs) patreon i've met people there too that uh one of the one of my tiers on in patreon is uh, i'll actually mail people uh like uh, five or six vintage cards from, from back in the 90s as a thanks for like, hey, you're, you're, you're on the Patreon team, so thank you so much. So I think the people are a really great part of the game that I really Mm -hmm. love about that and the versatility of the game as well in terms of I like it like as a puzzle I like to put decks together I I don't you know I kind of like pay attention to the meta a little bit but I want to make my own version like I want to make a fun Selesnya cat deck and uh, like I had a great modern one when I got back into magic it had all of these fun cats in Selesnia and like I, I don't have them all at the moment like Uh, I wish Cat was back in the the block because there were so many amazing cats in that. Regal Caracal, I miss you so much. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) But that's just the versatility of this game and the people. I agree with you both. Now, it's hard to believe, but there are other things besides magic, I suppose. So are there any hobbies, any non-magic hobbies that that you have, Pixie?
1: (laughs) So my non-magic hobby is my youtube channel <laughs> which is technically <laughs> um magic because it's about magic <laughs> but um i guess i mean that's really what i spend the majority of my time doing i like to play i like to play video games like i said but um i i play i don't play video games that often and i i always play things that are not like multiplayer online games. Like I'll play. Um, I have a Switch, and I really enjoy playing Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. I love um, that game. Yes, very good. And just I guess video gaming is probably my other hobby, although I'm not quite as into it anymore. Magic's my magic's my big thing right now. You can
0: say it. Magic is my life.
1: <laughs> Mostly, pretty much, yes.
0: What uh, What are some like? Uh, oldest games that you remember playing
1: well when i was let's see i mean when i was a kid i had a super nintendo and i played that with my brother mm. so i grew up playing on that then we got a PlayStation. i really enjoyed playing like i, I we played like twisted metal <laughs> and um i had uh, there was a there i had like a medal of honor game that i really loved playing i finished the whole game mm. um and then I started getting into computer games and there were like these Nancy Drew computer games that I really loved playing. And it was like, everything was a puzzle mm-hmm. and you had to like solve different puzzles to like figure out the mystery. And I really loved those games mm-hmm. and I would probably enjoy them now even. But um, yeah, that's kind of where it started. And then like I like after that, I started playing World of Warcraft and that became my entire life for years. and. I met my husband on World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. and <laughs> then I then the, I sort of had to break away from that, mm-hmm. and now now it's Magic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also uh, had a Super Nintendo back in the day. I also had the first Nintendo, and I was like a Nintendo fanboy mostly. And then I went to mm-hmm. college, and then I kind of got off video games for a while. And I don't play really any nowadays except for Magic, and uh, but video games is a is a pretty good hobby to have besides, besides magic. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, Dev, any hobbies you've got?
2: Um, I probably have too many hobbies. <laughs> um, I also played a lot of WoW back in the day. I love WoW for mm. the Horde forever. My, yes, for the Horde. My <laughs> toren Druid was my baby for such a long time. Mm. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I, I love Legend of Zelda, so I play a lot of Zelda. Mm-hmm. I have a Triforce tattoo, mm-hmm. so that tells you how much Ooh. I love I love Zelda. Um, but I would say that my main hobby is actually painting. I love art and I love to paint, so I, I can be found painting if I'm not playing video games or working or playing magic.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took a painting class, an oil painting class. I guess it's 10 years Lovely. ago. And I enjoyed it a lot. And I haven't done it as much because I've got a little creative streak as well. I think I got it from my dad. And um, I like to do some drawings and that sort of thing. But yeah, so what kind of medium do you like in your in your art?
2: I, I use oil. Um, I also love gouache. And I, I also watercolor. I'm very much a... Uh, Kind of whatever I can get my hands on, type of painter. I do a lot of mixed media, but I love oil and I work in oil a lot. Oh,
0: so are you someone that can actually do watercolors before it turns into a big mushy thing?
2: <laughs> the trick is to not use a lot of water. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yes.
0: Yeah, those uh, those watercolor, those child water watercolor things never work for me. I always ended up soaking the book.
2: Yes, um, <laughs> I, I think the. You want to use a lot of water to spread out your color as evenly as you can. And really, the trick is to work quickly without a lot of water. Mm.
0: So I've got, I think, also way too many hobbies. You know, I I don't want to repeat myself too many times in the podcast, especially for people that listen on a regular basis. But comic books, I would say comic books is my other big hobby. I've had a comic book collection for the last 30 years, ever since I got my first (laughs) Spider-Man comic in 1987 and uh, i still have that that issue actually and um i just went on ebay recently and i bought a pristine copy of it and i'm like wow i had this back in the day uh my version of it i drew spider man's eyes and um like a a smile on the different pages and stuff but now i've got a brand new pristine version uh that i can put in my comic collection
2: Well, that's That's neat (laughs) Yeah, I got to take a, a comic books class in college, and it was super, super interesting. And our first assignment was on Spider-Man, and we got to look at some really, really old, beautiful, um, just drawings mm-hmm. and things. It was so much fun, so interesting. There's a whole world you can dive into there. Mm-hmm. Really
0: neat. That's really cool. Was that like, uh, what kind of class was that uh, about comic books, or was it like ancillary to some other sort of class?
2: Um It was called Comic Books and Graphic Novels, and it was kind of mixed between the two. And it was, for the most part, a narrative class, but we also looked at art and things like that, too. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, that's cool. So I guess there is life outside of magic. (laughs) Well, at the moment, um, bringing it back to magic, we've got a bunch of new cards that have been... Uh, revealed to us because War of the Spark is upon us in just a few weeks everyone will be able to start to play this new set okay so I gave both of you the assignment to, to pick a card that you like in War of the Spark did you do your assignment?
1: I did yep
0: okay great so how about on the count of three we, we each reveal the, the card that we picked okay alright one two three Charm, Charm Stray, Stray. <laughs> oh we all picked Charm Stray
1: <laughs> that's not fair <laughs> It's the best card in the set.
0: I think it is. What would you say about uh what would you say in detail about that, Pixie?
1: So it has some really good art. It's got an adorable fluffy cat on it. <laughs> it's a one-one creature for one mana. That right there. And it has lifelink. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It's let's see. When it comes into the battlefield, you can put a one-one counter on each other creature you control, named Charm Stray. So you can have four charmed strays and they're all just buffing each other up (laughs) and when you attack with them they're going to give you some life back and it's just
2: the greatest card
0: (laughs) what do you think about that card dev
2: well i love it for all of those reasons i think chris (laughs) ron's an amazing artist um and also with things like quasi-duplicate and you know you can make even more than four charm strays. you can make a lot of charm straits helm, of the, helm of the host if we mm-hmm. if we helm of the host on a cat we can make an army of big kitties
0: yay uh, i think i found the card that i'm gonna build around now <laughs> i agree with you both this is like such beautiful art really fluffy cat there it's got some great stats and uh, like the flavor text, there's something peculiar about the cats today. Tanook, Tin Street Tinker. So I think this is one of these uh, cards that's going to fly under the radar for a lot of people that like they don't see it as a power card, but they just don't know the majesty of this card. You're going to have a cat squad. They're all going to help each other. You can quasi duplicate or helm of the host it and you're going to be unstoppable. You're going to you're going to defeat Bolus with your charmed stray cat army.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, I guess we'll each pick another card. If we all pick the same one, okay, that's not fair. Let's let's pick another card. Uh, Dev, did you pick another War of the Spark card that you liked?
2: I like so many of them. Um, I had a really hard time choosing between two, so I will tell you what the two are. Mm. The first is Neoform, which is actually the card that Autumn Burchette was um, preview. Yeah, preview, um, and <laughs> it's amazing and it's super super cool. And we're gonna be, um, I think, fighting it a lot. And the other card that. I really really love is deliver unto evil um it's a a sorcery that costs three two colorless one black um and you choose up to four target cards in your graveyard and if you control bolus you return them to your hand Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and the art is by seb mckinnon and it's probably my favorite art that i've seen on just about any magic card Mm -hmm. which is Really, a lot. Um, Rebecca Guay is probably my favorite artist, but Seb McKinnon is like a one point five to her number one. Like <laughs> the art is just stunning, just beautiful. It's oh. so cool. Yeah, it, it looks favorite. amazing. Yeah,
0: that's gotta be a play mat or card sleeves one day. I insist. A tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, what about yourself, Pixie? Uh, can you can you find another card that that tickles your fancy?
1: Um, I really like the Cruel Celebrant, which is a vampire, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a two mana creature. It's 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 a white and a black, so it's right there in my color wheel that I like. Um, and whenever Cruel Celebrant or another creature or planeswalker you control dies, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. And I just love that so much. And I think that it would be really great in a sacrifice deck. Um, And I think
2: that's probably what I'm going to try to do with it. Another really, really cool art card, Bastien Mm d'Arms, the artist there. I love the art on that card. I think she just looks stunning. I want that hat personally. (laughs) Yes, she's having a good time.
0: (laughs) Yes, Uh, that is really great art. I love the Dutch angle to it and her, like, expression. You know, if you're able to see the high quality... Uh, version of the art her expression is great and then like Mm -hmm. her outfit and the you know the burning city behind her but then the flavor Mm -hmm. text whichever side wins i'm sure the banquet will be superb yep i noticed that she's only a vampire um sometimes you have like vampire warrior vampire knight and such but she's Mm -hmm. only a vampire so what uh what subtitle should we give her vampire what
1: queen Uh (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one yeah i was gonna say like party goer or something like that. <laughs> I'm sad that she's
2: not a cleric.
0: <laughs> Vampire cleric, that might work. Well, that'd be too much piety, right? I don't think she's into piety.
2: No, it looks like she's into wine. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: Vampire vintner. That's the term <laughs> oh. for a wine enthusiast, right?
2: Yes, I yes. Love it. It's perfect.
0: <laughs> so my other card was... I I was looking through if if either of you are not using Scryfall, scryfall scryfall.com. I think that's one of the best places to search for cards Mm -hmm. in a particular set. I think their search feature is great, and I hope they sponsor this podcast one day. But anyway, (laughs) I I searched through for all cats available in War of the Spark, and there's four of them. There's a Johnny's Pride Mate making a comeback from previous sets Mm -hmm. with new art, although I kind of like the art of the previous one, Little Cat in the Jungle, uh, mm-hmm. There's Charmed Stray. There's Pouncing Links with hilarious flavor text.
2: Then there's the black one.
0: The black one. The zombie cat one. Yeah, yes. Uh, so there's those four. However, Ooh. there is a fifth cat, actually, and my choice is God Eternal Oketra. Oketra. The cat oh, god.
2: yes. That's a great card.
0: She's listed as a zombie god, but it should have been zombie cat god. Cat Fight god. me.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that is a really good too i love that you just get to draw her back (laughs)
0: yes yeah all of these gods are just amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, one for every color and when they die they don't die and when you exile them they don't get exiled so (laughs) normally when you want to deal with one of these big indestructible or double strike gods okay exile but nope back to the library
2: it's good that we will have things like casualties of war and other other stuff death sprout even to take care of things, even momentarily. This is the first set that I have seen so much removal in, so <laughs> I'm I'm kind of looking forward to bouncing a lot of cards off the playing table.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, so many common ones, and um, uh, like we didn't even touch on the uncommon planeswalkers, and there's just so much that we could talk about. Um, yeah, we've we've picked a lot of Great War of the Spark cards, and. Uh, dear listener, if you didn't know, all three of us are actually early access streamers. We've been given access by Wizards of the Coast. So I, VM Campos, have been given uh, a sponsored account by Wizards of the Coast to play, uh, to play War of the Spark. What, what about you two?
2: i um, also sponsored by Watsi for this event, and I couldn't be more excited. I'm going to make definitely an Ilharg the Race Board deck and try to <laughs> try my best to impress the Watsi folks. I know that they have challenged <laughs> us to each make a deck with Ilharg mm-hmm. the Race Bore, So that's what I'm looking forward to on Tuesday.
1: Yes, and I am sponsored as well. I have a preview account, and I just I don't even know what I'm gonna do. I'm just so excited. I can't wait for it. I'm probably going to mostly do um, drafting, but mm-hmm. I'm not great at like putting my own decks together. Mine are, my decks are real janky, so <laughs> I'm probably gonna be doing a lot of the sealed, but I'm just so excited. Can't wait.
0: Yeah, this is so cool. Thank you, Wizards of the Coast. We're going to get access to these special accounts. We're going to be able to challenge each other. We're going to be able to do as much draft as we, as we can, as we want. Uh, make janky decks, try to make strong <laughs> decks, whatever. It's just going to be such a cool uh, event. That's uh, What was the date on that again? Uh, do you two have like a schedule that you've got planned, perhaps?
2: My goal is to stream as much of the event as possible. I'm going to try to stretch for 20 hours, which seems insane, oh, wow. but it might be doable. I'm really, really excited <laughs> just to get my hands on the cards. Um, I'm going to try to make a fake commander deck with the new Krenko. I play Krenko <laughs> commander normally, so there's a new Krenko, and I'm really excited to play with him.
0: Mm-hmm. And yourself, Pixie?
2: Um... I have to work so
1: i'm not able to stream for 20 hours unfortunately but um (laughs) i did take half a day off so i'm gonna try to stream from 2 p.m central standard time until late into the evening when i get tired
0: That's pretty good as well. Uh, I'm going to try. I have to work as well. But I'm going to try to do 10am Pacific time until I don't know, like, uh, one in the morning or something. Now I do have a block where I have to work from 5pm to 10pm. So I guess I have to go to work. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can quit for one day and then they'll take me back the next day. <laughs> but um I'm gonna try on and off all day long there, and I'm gonna do a, uh, some limited. I'm gonna do some uh, one-on-one and such. Try to brew a little bit, see if the the stream wants to help me craft some decks, and Ooh. just try out these brand new cards that we're gonna have. We're gonna be the first ones to to play with.
3: Yay! Yay!
0: So, I guess as we wind it down. Uh, Any final thoughts on anything regarding War of the Spark, favorite cards, anything magic-related, anything at all? Dev?
2: I'm very much looking forward to all of the Planeswalkers. And I know that probably people are like, Dev, you and Planeswalkers? You rarely use them. <laughs> um, but I just couldn't be more excited. A lot of them are uncommon. I mean, the vast majority are common. So we are going to have you know, a Planeswalker party in every game. So maybe I'll end up using <laughs> a lot more Immortal Suns than I normally do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, if there only, only there was a way to attach Helm of the Host to the Immortal Sun.
2: Wow, that would be dangerous.
0: And what about yourself, Pixie?
1: Um, I'm just I'm just excited for the new set and I I'm kind of the same as Dev. Like I typically don't play with Planeswalkers and I don't care care that much for Planeswalkers, but I'm excited for the Planeswalkers in this set. It's um they're just I mean, they seem kind of just like almost like an enchantment with their little static abilities and I just think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Same here. Well, is there any final promotion you'd like to do? Direct people to your streams or any websites or anything you'd like? Pixie?
1: Um, Just um, if you want to check out my YouTube channel, I would greatly appreciate it. You can find me on YouTube. It's called Pixie Kitten Plays. That is where I'll be doing my streaming from. And... um. If you want to give me a sub, that's awesome.
0: Now, you don't mean a sub sandwich, right?
1: Well, a sub sandwich would be kind of awesome, but um, <laughs> a subscription to my
2: YouTube channel.
0: That might work even better. <laughs> and yourself, Dev?
2: Um, I just, I would love it if people would come hang out with me while I play my jadex on Twitch. And uh, I also have a Discord where we play tournaments weekly where you can win my art. So there's also that. Oh
0: very cool uh what sort of art um art is up for the for the tournament
2: um this week i have made a set of land altars so it will be five different lands that i have painted a a picture on of of my choice and then i I also Mm -hmm. do watercolors and i give those away and um if you win the grand tournament of all I'll just paint whatever you want and send that to you. Ooh. <laughs>
0: well, I want to win that just for the title, the grand tournament of all. As for myself, well, uh, I'm over on Twitter, twitter.com slash Campos, I'm over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Campos. If people... Uh, Like my stuff, like my YouTube videos as well, Um, perhaps uh, think about contributing a dollar and being part of the team and helping me keep going forward and making more videos. I make deck tech videos, planeswalker upgrade videos are pretty popular, Uh, I make some fun weird magic videos here and there. Uh, I've got a brand new series about reviewing snacks. That is fun. So uh, those snacks are not going to buy themselves. So if people uh, join at the one dollar, that'd be cool. If people join at the two dollar range, I will actually mail you a collection of vintage magic cards from back in the '90s, guaranteed to be 20 years old. No, not a black lotus. <laughs> and um, besides that, I'm on also. I'm streaming, but I'm on I'm on YouTube. YouTube.com slash vmcampusjr. And that's the best place to find me. So, once again, uh, Pixie Kitten, Dev Doodle, thank you for being on the show.
2: Thank you so much.
0: This has been VM Campos, and I will see you on the arena.